All right, we're back. We're processing blue, another new episode. And I just got to ask Alex Zetlow, where in the world are you, my man? I am in an undisclosed location adjacent to Area 51, if there is one, <laughs> in Bank of America Stadium. Now, I, if I, I genuinely don't know where I am. I'm right across the hallway from where we just interviewed Bryce Young. It and looks that's like where the officials might change, like the referee changing room or something. Yeah, perhaps. Um, or, or they transport. Never high been back. Yeah, they transport high school locker room over there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's probably exactly what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be I'll be your residing official this evening. Hedge uh, your tails, Langston. Just kidding. All right, All right we, we can get it going. All right. Well, I'm going to be heads. I'm going to win anyway because I have to ask the questions. Former okay. South Carolina receiver Shaw Smith, six round draft pick, caught seven passes of 88 yards. I was kind of rooting for him a little bit to make the team. He did not make the team. Uh, did that surprise you? Surprise is a difficult word. I think a lot of people within the Panthers organization, uh, I wouldn't want to say rooting for him because of course this is a business, but yeah. I just remember when I was just starting at the Observer last year and I was helping out um, Ellis Williams with uh, training camp stuff. Everybody in the organization, of course, this was a different head. This was a different head coach. This was a different coaching staff. But everyone in the organization was like, "Man, Shy Smith has really impressed us this year. Right. Shy Smith can be a threat in pretty much anywhere. He can be a threat in the slot. He can play out wide. He can return punts as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and so a year later, seeing his name not on the fifty-three man roster is. Again, it's a strange word. Of course, this is a business. I Alex Zetlow thinks this is it, it is a little disappointing, just purely because um, the organization once had so many hopes for him. Um, but this is a really crowded wide receiver room, as we've talked about a whole bunch of times this preseason. Frank Reich and his staff went out and got a lot of guys, um, and many of those guys are injured right now, which kind of even opened the opportunity more for a deeper wide receiver room and still shy didn't make the cut so um that's the status on him i think but langston to your point i think a lot of guys and a lot of panthers fans feel that way they feel like dang shy's not right he was was just kind of spunky he made plays last year you know it was was fun to watch but then carolina goes out and get another gets another wide receiver super bowl champion from kansas city he's got a lot of speed tell us about him and how adam thielen helped Recruit him to Carolina. Langston, thank you for reading my story yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Well, so firstly, to introduce this guy, his name is Amir Smith-Marset. See, I didn't want to say the name. I didn't want to make Miss Marset upset, so I just was throwing it to you. Got you. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, uh, in his own words, he is a, quote, bad M-effer. And what he means by that is he can – he can do anything. He's explosive. And to, and the story that you referenced yesterday or from yesterday, Frank Reich is someone who is, he had is admittedly a little bit um, over, he, he over prepares, he over checks in on any connections that any players that he's previously had or currently has like has played with. He loves to really vet out guys that he's going to trade for or, you know, claim on waivers or whatever. And he remembered faintly in the back of his mind that Adam Thielen and Amir Smith-Marset um, overlapped mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And so he gave Adam a call and Adam is obviously 
one of the more veteran guys in the wide receiver core and Adam only sung Amir's praises. And I think that not only that that was important, but I think at the end of the day, this was a product of Amir really playing well this preseason. I mean, if you look at his numbers, he caught nine balls for 195 yards and two touchdowns in three preseason games. And he can also fill in the depth that the Panthers are sort of kind of lacking in the kicking and punt return game. So I, so I think a lot of it made sense already. Frank just wanted to do what he does. And do you think he could get on someone. Yeah. Do you think he get on the field on offense and kind of take the top off of Bryce Young and run some nines? I think that's the hope, particularly with a couple of the Panthers deep threats injured at the moment. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. yeah DJ Chark, um, he told reporters yesterday that he will, he's suffering um, from a little hamstring tweak right now, but he told reporters yesterday that he will absolutely be ready for week one. We've heard the same thing of Miles Sanders, obviously he's running back, but like with these, with these lingering injuries, it is, you know, good for the Panthers. What's uh, Terrence Marshall's status with the back? He, uh, we didn't ask him about it specifically yesterday, but he was in, helmet and pads yesterday and so he did practice for the first time in a pretty long time so Bryce Young will have receivers we won against Atlanta there'll be somebody yes yes no Langston I will not have to line up next to <laughs> that's what you're asking you're a basketball dude you can shoot it I don't want you lining up. <laughs> not, not over the middle now you're too little to go over the middle not over the middle uh, I appreciate that um I don't appreciate the last point but I appreciate the basketball <laughs> We have not seen very much of this Panthers defense in preseason. Um, don't know what to make of the 3-4. Teams were running the ball on us pretty well. They were driving the ball on the, on the Panthers pretty well. What do you make of the, of the defense and having seen it in practice? It must look a lot different than what we're seeing on Friday nights during the games. Langston, I'm so happy you asked this question because this question was posed by David Newton of ESPN to Frank Reich. Okay. It was like, and David basically goes, so we don't really know what to make your defense. And Frank goes, good. That's the point. <laughs> okay. And it's like, and and his point was, Justin Houston hasn't played in this preseason. Brian Burns hasn't played in this preseason. Yeah. A couple other guys have played um, limited snaps. Derek Brown has pl- played 13 snaps week one. Um, Shaq Thompson hasn't played a ton in the preseason. So not knowing, it, Frank is kind of making it so not knowing what this defense is and what this defense could be mm-hmm. is an asset at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, with and I think Panthers fans can take solace in the fact that when the stars are on the field, aka what happened last year, mm-hmm. the defense is good. The defense is competent. And so what um, you're seeing in practice looks good, or what you you know, I know you haven't seen a lot of it. But what you've seen looks good in practice. I think the defensive backfield is, um, I don't want to say surprisingly good, but they are really solid. J.C. Horn is healthy. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. I want you to repeat that for America. You said the Panthers' defensive backs look good. That's what you said. I didn't, I didn't like, hear something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're asking me about practice, and, of course, um, of course there are other variables there too, because they're going against their ones and they're going against their own ones and their own twos. Right. And yes, I know I hear you Panthers nation, and I especially hear you Langston. How could the Panthers defensive backfield look good after the lions preseason game uh, where Teddy Bridgewater played probably his best half of football uh, in bank of America uh, stadium, which is. I'm just thinking I mean, back to last year, Tom Brady <laughs> just like 
every single time, just deep, 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 deep. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. The and they dropped one and still killed us. But yeah, yeah. No, these are fair points. I. But this is just this is just what I've seen. Um, and then I, I think the backfield gets better when you have a guy like Brian Burns who is just like putting so much heat on Bryce Young all right. the time. Um, so I from this defense, we still don't really know what we're seeing, but this is just Alex Zetlow's eyes telling him that the defensive backfield will be better than what they have shown in the preseason. Is Brian Burns, has he become the alpha male of the Panthers, you think? Uh, I mean, we are in the locker room um, and, you know, all that, but of course we don't know the, the player dynamics like these players do. <laughs> that said, from what we could tell, or from what Alex can tell again. Yes, he has kind of become that guy. He is outspoken. He is fun. He like seems to have a charisma in addition to his raw ability, which is always nice from an outside linebacker slash pass rusher. I think he I think he also is gleaning a lot from Justin Houston, who hasn't played yet. Um, but the 34-year-old outside linebacker is already kind of making an impact on Brian Burns. Brian called him an old head the other day, which is completely <laughs> fair. And I think a lot of people see Brian in that veteran role as well, even yeah. though he is, you know, relatively young too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of Panther fans that are hoping to the older Panther fans. Remember Kevin Green, Lamar Lathan, the uh, salt and pepper, fire and ice uh, combination they had, and this can be a combination similar to that. Yeah. You know, get after that quarterback. Yeah. Brian also, was asked, hey, do you have a, a tag team nickname yet for Brian and for Brian and Justin? Like, have you figured that out yet? And Brian's like, dude, we haven't even played a game yet. Like, <laughs> let's play a game first. Right. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. All good duos need a nickname. All good defenses need a nickname. Yeah. Um, all right, let's flip it. Let's talk a little bit about the offense. Um, all right. Bryce Young finally had a good preseason game. He finally looked like the player. Oh, that's why you traded up to get mm -hmm. a first-round pick. Uh, you know, I, I saw some some memes about he and Cam Newton both scoring their first touchdown at the same point of the preseason. But the pass he made, the the throwing it before the guy came out of his break against pressure, just a perfect pass. It's kind of like there's not a lot of guys who can make that throw. And did you see enough when the Panthers opened up the reins a little bit on the offense? And did you see enough from Bryce to make you think? And I kind of asked Mike this question last week: Are the Panthers going to be better in the regular season? Than they've been in the preseason. I think the answer is an unquestionable yes. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I literally just got done talking with Bryce, and Bryce basically said, "Yeah, we're still opening the playbook. We still haven't unleashed everything that we have." Mm -hmm. I think that that particularly that first and second drive that Bryce went on um, against the Lions, the coaching staff was like, "Okay, we need to give this offense some confidence, and we need to give." this fan base, we need to imbue this fan base with some confidence that our number one overall pick can move the ball and can make completions and can and can also air it out and throw the ball beyond 15 yards. I mean, that pass that you referenced, Langston, Bryce is under pressure. He can't really step up in the pocket, and he just throws a perfect dot, perfectly timed too, yeah. like right at the pylon and all Adam Thielen had to do was turn around and the ball was in his, yeah. was in his chest. Not to say it was, it was still like not an easy catch because he didn't see the ball really until it, it, he made contact with him. But those are the kinds of throws that in the NFL you have to make that you don't necessarily have to do in college. You don't have to 
um, throw, like uh, someone wise once said that in college, you throw to the open man in the pros, you throw to an open spot. And that is, and Bryce has already shown that, which is definitely a positive sign. The one not so positive sign, and this also is a draw to your Cam Newton, which I was, which you mentioned earlier, neither could really slide. I mean, Langston, did you see (laughs) His slide slide looked painful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and I mean, Cam would go and just run, run linebackers over, run defensive back or defensive lineman over yeah. and Bryce's just kind of like, he just like kind of slowed down his feet and then just like landed on his butt. And so we talked to Matt Corral after the game and Matt was like, yeah, we're going to have to get some soap and water out to teach him. Yeah. He's got to he's gotta learn how to slide, but I, I, yeah. I thought that he showed a lot of poison in a couple of drives in that first uh, quarter and using his feet well to, to not only create space, but also go ahead and, you know, get out of pocket and run a little bit. So it was nice to see that. I'm glad they did open the reins and, and show the fans a little bit more. And, and, uh, but, the next question I have for you, speaking of Bryce Young, I would argue right now that Austin Corbett's their best offensive lineman. He's on the pup list. Tell people what pup means. Physically unable to perform. And that means he's going to miss how many football games to start the season? Four. So what are the Panthers going to do when his right guard is not out and the teams are going to target whoever plays in that right guard spot to come right up Bryce's face? And little guys don't want pressure in the face. Yeah, yeah. These, I mean, Langston, isn't it so funny how these, even, we haven't even made it to the season yet, and these storylines are still, like, coming up and they're still getting rehashed. I mean, this has been a storyline all preseason, since the very first preseason game. Who's going to start at right guard? Who's going to fill Austin Corbett's spot? I think a lot of people would say that Austin Corbett was the Panthers' best offensive player last year, let alone offensive um, lineman. Mm -hmm. So it is a big deal. Uh, Chandler Zavala is, uh, he started his fine in the final preseason game against the lions in that right guard spot, um, because Cade Mays was out and now Cade Mays is back. We asked Frank yesterday about what the Panthers plan is at that spot. And he is, and they're still evaluating. So, um, the good news is, is that Chandler Zavala is impressed as a rookie. Mm -hmm. The good news is that Cade Mays is healthy. And as we've talked about, he's versatile. Um, the bad news is, of course, is um, Corbett is doing as we all expected and is going to miss the first four games. Do you worry that a guy coming off knee surgery might not play for half the season, more than half of the season, even once we get past the four weeks, he still might not be able to go? Uh, I mean, as a human being, I don't understand how how these guys can rip their knee open and then, like, be able to play within a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, that's just – I mean, that's just – not to go on a subject, not to go on a tangent about the amazing sports med- medical technology, but like, holy crap, that's crazy. Um, just, I mean, I can only report what I've heard and I can only report on what the team is expecting to do. And they are hopeful that he'll play by week five. And what whatever that means, apparently Austin is doing everything he possibly can to get on the field, mm-hmm. which is reassuring. But again, some things are just out of hand, out of his hands. Given everything you know about the offensive line, the wide receiver issues, uh, yeah. we didn't talk about tight ends, but running back, had started running back as a play. Given everything you, you've known about this offense, um, do you expect them to come out and score 20 points against Atlanta, 28 points against Atlanta? Do you think it's going to be more the defense needs to hold Atlanta down under 20 to get a win? Uh, I think 20 points is a fantastic 
over under for the Panthers in week one. I mean, that requires two touch that requires two touchdowns and two field goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, have we seen enough to where this first team offense against a full first team defense can drive against another team? Mm-hmm. Um against another first team defense? I think the answer is no. We haven't seen that yet. Right. Um of course a lot a lot can and will change by week one. The playbook gets opened up. The I, I mean and also, again, there's so many injuries that people are just That's these, soft tissue, That's these soft tissue injuries are things that, as veterans have told reporters time and time again, like it's better to be safe and sorry in the preseason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, um, it, like, and but once the regular season comes, they're going to be playing through them. Right. So it, it's it's really difficult to say. It, if you are holding a gun to my head right now, I would say the Panthers would probably end up with less with fewer than 20 points and the defense is going to have to come through. Um, and 20 points in the NFL is, is not that much in today's day or right. not that much in today's day and age. I yeah. mean, yeah. like the average, po- the average points has got to be in the 28 to 30 range yeah. at this point. Yeah. So something is going that much in a quarter. <laughs> yeah. So the Panthers are going to ask a lot. All right. Let, let me take you through the first quarter of the season. They got at Atlanta, they got Saints, they're at Seattle, and they have Minnesota at home. So that's two conference games. The NFC said to be a weak conference. Is two and two a must, or is three and one a possibility? I think that both are. I think you're right in both instances. I think two and two is a must because if you're assuming that playoff aspirations are the end. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Um, Two, like you got to win, you got to win two of those. Particularly when like the weakest part of your schedule is also going to be your divisional games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to go two and two. I think three and one is a possibility. Um, just considering um, Seattle kind of overachieved at the beginning of part of last year right. and kind of regressed to the mean by the end of last season. I haven't been following their preseason super closely. It's uh, a win out there though. But um, it is hard to win out there. That's a good point. Um, and I think, I think expecting the Panthers can pull out a win at, um, against Minnesota at this point is like, like really well wishy, really positive on this team. So I'm not sure about that. But two and two, um, big win against Atlanta, big win against uh, uh, New Orleans, or as Nolans as you uh, wrote in your email, right. <laughs> um, is it, are definitely both possible. Last question. Yeah. At the end of the season, will Bryce Young be a top 20 NFL quarterback or a back uh, backside NFL quarterback? Um, I, I'll say top 20. I mean, I'll, I might even say top 15 just based on how people around the league have been talking about him. Um, I mean, you guys heard it. You, you heard what Aaron Rodgers said about him. I heard what Hayden Hurst said about him. <laughs> yeah. Like, He's being compared to Joe Burrow. He's being compared to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't – and I also don't know – I know that some people think that this league is deepest at quarterback that it's ever been, but a lot of that has to do because the NFL has changed so much to where the quarterback is valued more than it's ever been mm-hmm. and is um, just has the ball and has so much decision-making power more than it's ever been. I, I think Bryce has the – talent to be a top 15 quarterback in year one and he'll also get better throughout the season too um i i i try not to extrapolate too much of what we've seen in the preseason for 
all the reasons that we mentioned in this podcast so far, Mm -hmm. but like he will grow. He has so many tools around him, not necessarily um, talking about like, he doesn't have Megatron in his, like as, as a wide out and he doesn't have, you know, like Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, Mm -hmm. but he does have Andy Dalton um, serving as his direct understudy. He does have Frank Reich who is known and, who is known for developing quarterbacks and was a quarterback here himself. He does have these pieces to get better. Mm -hmm. And I think that we will see then. I think that'll turn out to be, I I think, I I think if he's not a top 20 quarterback by the end of the season, that'll be a real surprise. Well, we have an American glass half full, Alex. And this is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) we'll be back next week as we get ready for the real action. Finally on processing blue as we get ready for week one. So thank you, Alex, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Langston. Always a good time.